0: Back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, aka Rolski. To my right, Corey with a K, and to my left, Uncle Buck. How are we feeling today, gentlemen? I'm ready to drink. Ready to drink, Corey. How are you feeling? That's uh, a lot cooler in here than it has been. I'm yeah, looking forward to the, that not sweating my ass off the, the whole time. The weather is nice, isn't it? What yeah. is it? About 70 degrees outside. Oh, yeah, it's, feels it's good. Feels good. Is fall coming, Buck? Is fall is fall here? I believe the bitch is on our doorstep. <laughs> She's knocking. She's knocking. So today's episode is going to be a little different. Uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11 just passed. And uh, we're here. We're going to give our thoughts on it. And I found an article online. It's actually from the History Channel. And that's I'm going to read off this article. And then I'm going to ask these guys questions about the article. So starting off here. On September 11, 2001, 19, extremists associated with the group from Al-Qaeda hijacked four airplanes and carried out suicide attacks against targets in the United States. Two of the planes were flown into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. A third plane hit the Pentagon just outside Washington, D.C., and the fourth plane crashed in a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Almost 3,000 people were killed during the 9-11 terrorist attacks, which triggered major U.S. initiatives to combat terrorism and define the presidency of George W. Bush. So when you hear that, Buck, what comes to mind? First off, I, I
1: can't believe it's been 20 years unbelievable how time flies like it just feels like yesterday we were celebrating like the fifth year anniversary and now to think 15 years after it's the, like we're it's the 20th year that this is ha- like
0: it's crazy i mean 2001 20 years ago man i was 11 years old 11 it's crazy to think about you guys remember any of it? Mean, that? i
1: feel like that'll be something that's burned in your your memory until the day you die yeah I mean, everybody, there's there's a couple other things that are kind of burning my memory, like the death of Diana. I can tell you exactly where I was when she like was pronounced
0: dead on the news. Now, you see, I don't remember that at all, honestly. As yeah. a kid, I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Plane crash? No, she... Uh,
2: car crash, yeah. supposedly. In okay. a tunnel. We'll get into that one.
1: Yeah, we, we will. We might get into that a little later but episode. To go back to your question, I know ex- I was in sixth grade. Uh, you're not going to believe it, but I was actually trying to look at some beaver. <laughs> really (laughs) from my teacher uncle buck uh sixth grade math class and i think we didn't have the tvs on yet but after they like she had caught the news that something had happened and then that's when the tvs went on and the rest of the day
0: was just it was a standstill we didn't do shit okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce off that i was in Did you say you were in math class? I was in fifth grade math class as well. And what I can remember, I think the neighbor, the neighboring teacher came into our classroom, pulled my teacher out, and she came back in crying. And I was like, man, something, something, something bad. You know, as an 11 year old, you're thinking, why is my teacher crying? You know, I mean, you know, something's up. The TVs came on. And as a fifth and sixth grader, you really don't know what just happened. Like you thought, I thought it was just an accident at the beginning, you know, you hear like a plane crash into a building. I
1: mean, yeah. And the reporters were saying, oh, we believe it was like a Cessna or some jackass was just flying a little too low. Right. And then you're watching this stuff live and you see the second plane hit and that is burnt in.
2: Like it sometimes gives me nightmares. Right. Corey, what do you remember? Uh, So I remember it happened during third period. We just got done with uh, I just got done with Jim and went to English and our teacher was like, hey, something's going on. Um, I can't get my TV to work, but we're going to go to this adjoining classroom and we're going to watch their TV with th- this other class. Um, something's going on in America right now. I just want to let you guys know and we were just going to watch it. And I still remember coming home from that day. After the full day of pretty much watching the news, that's probably the only time I've ever went home and turned on the news and watched it the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I did the same thing. But I believe we all got out of school early that day. I believe the buses came early. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like we left yeah, early that I day. Remember. I just
2: remember watching the news all day, so I don't remember if we left early I or can, not. Well, I know for a fact we didn't leave classrooms.
1: No. Like, yeah. we stayed in the same class okay.
0: because this as happened, long as we were in school. And I'm getting ready to get into it, but this happened— Early in the morning. Yeah. Before it nine. was before 9 o'clock. Yeah. I think the first one hit at like 8. 840 8.45. Something. yeah. And I think, I honestly think we left school before noon that day. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, me. I'm not sure. So this next, this next part of the article is called the World Trade Center. On September 11, 2001, at 8.45 a.m., on a clear Tuesday morning, an American Airlines Boeing 767 loaded with 20,000 gallons of jet, full, jet fuel crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. The impact left a gaping, burning hole near the 80th floor of the 110-story skyscraper, instantly killing hundreds of people and trapping hundreds more in higher floors. As the evacuation of the tower and its twin got underway, television cameras broadcasted live images of what initially appeared to be a freak accident. Then, only 18 minutes after the first plane hit, a second Boeing Seven six seven United Airlines flight one seventy five appeared out of the sky, turned sharply toward the World Trade Center and sliced into the South Tower near the sixtieth floor. So you mentioned the the video, the live video of that second plane coming in and hitting the other tower. And you said it's it's in your brain all the time, like a nightmare.
1: Oh, it's I mean it's burnt, like it'll be forever. And it's crazy to think we were sitting there watching it to begin with and we all thought it was an accident, or that's what the news was leaning towards. This had to be, like you said, a freak accident. And to sit there with your eyes glued on a TV when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, and then to
2: watch in live action, an attack like that happened to us, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, Buck, I, I feel I'm the same way. I remember that second one hit, and then I just recently watched uh, the Netflix documentary on it, and just seeing that thing again, just put me right back into when I was watching it on TV there and man what I don't remember though is that second one it it was going faster and it hit lower and it just it, it hit that thing pretty hard like supposedly it shook it and the whole thing started moving but yeah that well, second one was like do they even have live footage of the first one hitting so it's not I so it's just people with like camcorders that were just like doing their everyday thing and then all of a sudden I know there's one from the ground, like the guy like hears that you can hear it through whatever he was doing, raised up, and he could see the 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 plane r- going real low and going in and exploding. But it's just like
0: whoever had just that random tape back then, because right. it wasn't
2: nobody like had, a family vacation. It was
1: chilling
0: downtown. Yeah. It was just like a civilian on the street, yeah, just checking out the buildings. Like I mean, everybody would. I mean, everybody did that back then. It's a wild, wild event that took place that day.
1: I mean, the only thing that can even somewhat come close to that day and none of us were here but I would say Pearl Harbor yeah. like people that lived then that is 20 or 2001 was our Pearl Harbor yeah. like the the significance and to have a, another country or you know superpower which they wasn't a superpower but to attack us on our homeland is just unbelie- like it's unrealistic that you you're covered you have like The wool over your eyes, you don't think any anything bad can happen to us. And then there we are, like the most perfect morning you can ever believe. Beautiful. Yeah, it was. And it turned into
0: a nightmare. And at that very moment, I think, well, at our age, we didn't realize it, but the adults, our parents at that time realized that America's under attack. It's never going to be the same. Ever. Ever. So, the, the next part of the article is called Osama bin Laden. The hijackers were Islamic terrorists from Saudi Arabia and several other Arab nations, reportedly financed by the Al Qaeda terrorist organization of Saudi fugitive Osama bin Laden. They were acting in a retaliation for America's support of Israel its involvement in the Persian Gulf War, and its continued military presence in the Middle East. Some of the terrorists had lived in the United States for more than a year and had taken flying lessons at an American commercial flight school. Others had slipped into the country in the months before September 11th and acted as the muscle in the operation. The 19 terrorists easily smuggled box cutters and knives through security at the three East Coast airports and boarded four early morning flights bound for California chosen because the planes were loaded with fuel for the long transcontinental journey. Soon after takeoff, the terrorists commandeered the four planes and took the controls, transforming ordinary passenger jets into guided missiles. So first thing that comes to my mind here, and I know all this is true, but how did these guys come into our country and act as American citizens and take flying classes like it's their job without somebody noticing what's going on here.
1: I mean, that's one of the beautiful things. About America. About America. Right. I agree. We allow a different cultural diversity, like a mixing pot of all cultures. Right. And, I mean, I guess it works as a double-bladed sword, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you look back at it and— there's stories of the FBI and CIA knowing, following, tracking these guys. And like, uh, they had some meetings with some higher ups under Bin Laden in like Malaysia. And the CIA and the FBI knew about it. But these two government entities were at like a, a muscle arm wrestling match. One wanted to outbeef the other. So they wouldn't share the information with each other. And all they had to do was pass on a memo saying, you know, we had these. We have our eyes on these nineteen guys, and they wouldn't do it. So they knew about some sort of plan.
2: They Something just, was going down. They just didn't want to cooperate and get the the paperwork and the job done. Well, they actually arrested one. Like I think there was like five or six of them that were training to be like aircraft people, and like they actually caught one. Like in the early, like before nine eleven. Was it like Zakari? Oh, yeah, because they, they they caught him training to. to do this plane and they were wondering why and uh, you know what he told his uh his trainer i think yeah he He wasn't worried about landing yeah he said i don't i don't care i just
1: want
0: to fly the big planes i don't care about landing it's wild yeah and then they said that others slipped into our country and acted as the muscle so these these other guys that were in the country before so they're taking the lessons. so what do you think the muscle guys like what what were what was their job when they got into the country
1: i think what they were here to do were just blend in don't necessarily you know bring attention to yourselves but just make it to the airport that day and help out the guys
0: they called him the pilot hijacker okay so they were the muscle was there to take control of the passengers while the hijacker took and took control of the airplane controls yes
1: okay uh i don't know if Corey with a k probably knows this did you know that uh the u.s went to Afghanistan first off in like 1989 and paid Osama bin Laden and three other like, I guess would be their their warlords because they were all in like a, a fist battle against one certain uh thing that's just still there. It's the Taliban, which we're having a huge problem with right now. And oddly enough, like the CIA and the U.S. gave bin Laden and three other like warlords millions and millions of dollars millions and millions of weaponry and training and we had left and then the gulf war happened with iraq right and then we mentioned that earlier so when the u.s got involved with that that's when bin laden thought you know what these guys just want our oil you know they're not here to really help us so i'm gonna start my war on them and that's when he made like some threats towards the u.s saying i'll do whatever i gotta do to bring you down And then that's when he got on the FBI's most wanted list. And all this stuff like happened within months and nobody did anything about it. Nobody.
0: Nobody. So after reading this, they said that the 19 terrorists boarded four planes leaving the East Coast. Now, let me ask you this. How the hell, let's say they took control of the plane. How the hell did these guys know where New York City was? They're in the air. They said it was like forty minutes after the plane took off. So you know they're they're high. They're I mean they're away from New York City at this time. They're away from the East Coast. They're forty minutes away. How did they know how to turn back and go back to the Twin Towers? They said what they did that was, blows my mind. That's that is the biggest question that I've ever had. Like how did these guys know where their target was? Well, I'm about to answer your question
1: for you. They say what they used were like uh, certain identifiers. You know, monuments, shit like that. So what they did, first off, the plane that left Boston, the very first plane that hit the first tower, they used the Hudson River because they left from Boston. So they found the Hudson River, turned and followed it, followed which it led all the way straight to Manhattan. And how I mean, it's gotta be harder than you think. Yeah. How hard would it be to hit the tallest building in New York City? Yes. Who's to say that they immediately killed the pilots? I mean you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to think that I know it it's hard to har- like armchair quarterback because I've never been a pilot never will be yeah. a pilot yeah. but if you know I have a a switchblade held up to my throat saying this guy's yelling at me in a completely different language saying you know take me to Manhattan
0: yeah
1: or I'm dying you know, like at that point, you have no idea what's going through his mind. Right. If he's So he could have somewhat guided him towards maybe Manhattan and then killed him. I guess that's something we'll never know. Never know. I mean, I don't even think the black boxes can even tell you.
0: Right. Moving on. This one's called the Pentagon. As millions watched the events unfolding in New York, American Airlines flight 77 circled over downtown Washington, D.C. before crashing into the west side of the Pentagon military headquarters at 945 A.M. So we're talking an hour later. Jet fuel from the Boeing 757 caused a devastating inferno that led to the structural collapse of a portion of the giant concrete building, which is the headquarters of the U.S. Department of Defense. All told, 125 military personnel and civilians were killed in the Pentagon, along with all 64 people aboard the airliner. So the Department of Defense, Washington, D.C., they know what just happened. And... New York City. This airliner flies low over top of Washington DC and hits the Pentagon. You don't I mean, don't we have like any jets, fighter jets in the air above like above the White House. Everything in Washington DC, you know America flies up. You know you know America is under attack at this point.
1: Oh, absolutely. DC, our our leader or our nation's leaders know that it's no longer an accident we were being attacked. Right, And I don't know if it's through the aviation, like how they track the flights and all that shit, if it was miscommunication on which plane was being hijacked next or where they were going at this point. And I've also heard that they did try to scramble. There's an Air Force base in Virginia at Langley that has F-16 fighter jets just for this kind of scenario. Yes, Well, they have radio traffic of, you know, them telling them to get the jets up in the air this is not a drill and then that's when all chaos happened and they said that the jets that they scrambled had no ammunition no missiles no nothing on them what yes so even if they did scramble the jets in time they had no way the only way to take the jet down was to pretty much pit maneuver and run through the plane run through it yeah sacrifice your life and there's interviews with the pilots over the fighter pilots on the jets that were scrambling, they said that they were willing to do that. But which, they, they probably got turned down for that. Like, you don't do it. Well, right? they just they they didn't make it in time. Oh, they didn't make it cause in Because they time. were calling such a, The only ones that were up in time were the ones that were trying to get to the one that crashed in Pennsylvania. Okay. Because they thought either its next target was, A, the White House. Yes. Or be the Capitol building. Yes but it went down in Pennsylvania. That's the only one's that they had scrambled in time to go up and try to intercept it.
0: The okay. one in the Pentagon, the Pentagon had already been hit. Okay, it already been hit at this time. All right. We'll just move on from the Pentagon. Great explanation, Buck. I'm glad you're here because I you're spitting out facts that I had no idea about. The Twin Towers collapse. Less than 15 minutes after the terror struck the nerve center of the U.S. military, the horror in New York took a catastrophic turn when the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapsed in a massive cloud of dust and smoke. The structural steel of the skyscraper built to withstand winds in access of 200 miles per hour and a large fire could not withstand the tremendous heat generated by the burning jet fuel. At 10.30 a.m., the north building of the Twin Towers collapsed. Only six people in the World Trade Center towers at the time of their collapse survived. Almost 10,000 others were treated for injuries, many severe. So we were talking about the live coverage earlier, watching the second plane hit the Twin Towers. The coverage was still going on 15 minutes later. When these buildings collapsed, it's almost like the heartbeat of America stopped.
1: I mean, I feel like... It wasn't going to. It wasn't going to get any better. Like that was the worst. Con, like scenario was, at least one of these things were going to collapse. There's no way that they were going to withstand what just happened to it. So you knew something worse was going to happen. It was just a matter of time.
0: Like you said, the heartbeat. As I'm thinking back to my 11 year old self, not 31. Whenever I seen them planes hit the buildings, I thought it was you know, it was over. Like I thought that was just going to be it. Yeah. I agree. I had no idea that these buildings were going to collapse. 3,000 people later were going to die. I had no idea. As an 11-year-old kid, you know, you come home from school and you're sitting there, like Corey said, and your parents tried to explain to you what just happened. And at that point, 11-year-old brain just can't comprehend everything that your parents just told you. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, They said that when the planes hit the towers, I mean, they were what, 120-some floors story high? Yes. Yeah. It blew the windows and shit out on the lobby floor. Yeah. There's video of that. Just completely demolishing the the bottom floor of these towers. And there was a first account of a firefighter that showed up. And this first person he ran into, she was literally the skin was melting off of her. And what had happened was she was waiting in line at the elevator And when the plane made its way, you know, the jet fuel and the flames went down the elevator shafts and blew her like completely not up, but pretty much melted the entire, her her whole entire body was just skit. Like the skin was just melting off of off, and they couldn't figure out why. Well, it was because so much fuel, like you said, they, their mission, 20,000 pounds to go to San Francisco
0: from the East coast. We're talking, we're talking close to a 10-hour flight. And the heat the Jet Fuel puts off, it's probably
1: easily, what, 2,000 well, yeah. degrees Fahrenheit? Right, it's hot, yes. So to even say that she's, and she was a survivor, but to even say that she could survive that is unreal in itself. So I don't know,
0: man. The TV coverage of all this, and you guys can check this out on YouTube, it's all over the internet and everything like the the cloud of dusk that just took over manhattan the people running the glass the debris falling um the blood the tears the screaming the sirens i mean it's all there i mean you look at
1: the video footage you can compare it to like the walking dead yes people had no clue what had happened where they were at what they were doing eardrums busted concussions i mean they had no idea like you just said the injuries and they said that, like, the plume of smoke and debris had upward speeds of like 35 miles per hour. So, you're not uh, outrunning that. No. But what it was doing as it was going through the other, uh, like, the surrounding buildings, it was knocking its windows out, you know, doors off. People were inside there trying to take cover, and they were just getting completely covered by
0: smoke and debris. Smoke, dust, debris, yes. Flight 93. Meanwhile, a 4th Carolina-bound plane, a California-bound plane, United Flight 93, was hijacked about 40 minutes after leaving Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey. Because the plane had been delayed in taking off, passengers on board learned of events in New York and Washington via cell phone and airphone calls to the ground. I'm going to stop right there. Why, why would they take off? Why wouldn't they be grounded? If they found out of the events... That's what all were still. They had a delay. Yeah. The air
1: traffic, the people yeah. that were running that shit, they had a delay because they didn't realize they couldn't tell the difference between if it was a drill or not, if an this accident is, or a yeah. is it attack. one plane? Right. They had no idea that it would have been four planes later. Yeah. That this is what was going to happen.
2: Yeah, because they did eventually have the shutdown and nobody was allowed to go. But it, it was after that one left. Too late. Yeah.
0: Knowing that the aircraft was not returning to an airport as the hijackers claimed, a group of passengers and flight attendants planned an insurrection. One of the passengers, Thomas Burnett Jr., told his wife over the phone that I know we're all going to die. There's three of us who are going to do something about it. I love you, honey. Another passenger, Todd Beamer, was heard saying, Are you guys ready? Let's roll over an open line. Sandy Bradshaw, a flight attendant, called her husband and explained that she had slipped into a galley and was filling pitchers with boiling water. Her last words to him were, Everyone's running to first class. I've got to go. Bye. The passengers fought the four hijackers and are suspected to have attacked the cockpit with a fire extinguisher. The plane then flipped over and sped toward the ground at upwards of 500 miles per hour, crashing in a rural field near Shanksville in western Pennsylvania at 10.10 a.m.
1: And I mean, in my opinion, these today are some of the biggest heroes. Heroes, yeah. and that the United States can ever even speak about. Like these, the people you just mentioned, their names should never leave a textbook in school. Nope. Like if there's one thing that you learn from school, it might be you know consumer math. No, it should be these guys' names and the people that were on these flights because they help. Who who knows how many lives that they actually saved, risking their own, knowing that 99.9% chance they wouldn't, you know, they weren't going to survive anyways.
0: The courage that it takes to do something like that, like, you know, calling your loved one and telling them that, you know, you love them. They're probably never, ever going to see me again, but I'm about to do something that is going to save a lot of people. Like you're giving your life up for thousands of other Americans.
1: I mean, just thinking about it right now, like I have cool chills. Me too. Like I couldn't imagine being on the other end of the line and getting a voicemail 45 minutes after that person's already passed saying this is what I'm doing yeah. I love you it'll be the last time I talk to you it's
0: wild to think about how many people lost their lives during the events of 9-11 a total of 2,996 people were killed in the 9-11 attacks including 19 terrorist hijackers aboard the four airplanes citizens of 78 countries died in new york washington dc and pennsylvania at the world trade center 2763 died after the two planes slammed into the twin towers that figure includes 343 firefighters and paramedics 23 new york city police officers and 37 port authority police officers who were struggling to complete an evacuation of the building and save the office workers trapped on the higher floors. At the Pentagon, 189 people were killed, including 64 on American Airlines Flight 77, the airliner that struck the building. On Flight 93, 44 people died when the plane crashed, landed in Pennsylvania. Those numbers are astounding, man.
1: And the, the crazy thing is is they, they're still rising as we speak because the people that were on Ground Zero, the firefighters that were working, trying to find, you know, survivors or clean the rubble up. They have, you know, issues with cancer now, asthma, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff with their lungs from working around all the, uh, the, I think it was asbestos maybe. Uh, So, I mean, you don't see it on the news or anything, but every day somebody that was there that was a part of the cleanup or, you know, survival plan is passing away. And so yeah one i mean at the initial point three oh just crazy that three thousand people passed away and it's still going up as we speak 20 years later it's crazy unreal uh have you ever seen the pictures of people going down the stairwells like leaving the the world trade center towers oh yeah and then the people that are going up is it is the new york fire department And police officers. Like, they're running Running. towards what people are running from. 100 flights. And that's crazy.
0: Elevators didn't work. That's crazy. Right. It's a hero, man. Like we said earlier. At 7 p.m., President George W. Bush, who was in Florida at the time of the attacks and had spent the day being shuttled around the country because of the security concerns returned to the White House. At 9 p.m., he delivered a televised address from the Oval Office declaring, terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. George W. Bush.
2: Yeah, I I heard that in the, the Netflix documentary. And I mean, I I obviously didn't remember those words, but as you were reading them, I almost remembered them just from watching it just a a week or so ago. And it's just, it's it's some pretty powerful words. And that's uh, another image that
1: still today I can remember is the dude walking in while the president's giving like the, the, he's reading a book to second graders, some students right. Whispered in his ear we'd been under attack or we're under attack yeah, or something and yeah, the, the yeah. like the smile of his face going to just complete
0: just empty, emptiness
1: blank, blank stare
2: like holy shit
0: yeah
1: and that's I mean that's another way that we knew
2: something,
0: something was happening yeah Operation Enduring Freedom the American-led international effort to oust the Taliban in Afghanistan and destroy Osama bin Laden's terrorist network based there began on October 7th 2001. Within two months, U.S. forces had effectively removed the Taliban from operational power, but the war continued. Osama bin Laden, the mastermind behind the September 11th attacks, remained at large until May 2, 2011, when he was finally tracked down and killed by U.S. forces at a hideout in Pakistan. In June 2011, then-President Barack Obama announced the beginning of a large-scale troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. It took until August. 2021 for all U.S. forces to withdraw. So like you said earlier, Buck, we are still dealing with this today, 20 years later. I mean, if you think about it, it's in the history books. These people
1: have been at war for thousands and thousands of years. And for us to go in there and think that it was just going to be a quick in and out, it's unrealistic. I mean, if you had any kind of doing with it, you knew you were going to be there for the long haul. And it just shows 20 years later, we tried to pull out and then we're going back in. Like it's just, it's going to be a never ending thing in my eyes. Cause I feel like we're always going to
0: need US presence there to keep order. I feel like we're going back sooner than later. I agree. Department of Homeland Security is created. This will be the last part that I read. In the wake of security fears raised by 9-11 and the mailing of letters containing anthrax that killed two and infected 17, the Homeland Security Act of 2002 created the Department of Homeland Security. It was signed into law by President George W. Bush on November 25, 2002. Today, The Department of Homeland Security is cabinet responsible for preventing terrorist attacks, border security, immigrations and customs and disaster relief and preventions. So after this, that's when the security boosted at all the airports. I mean, 20 years ago, you could you could smoke a cigarette on a plane. Crazy to think about, like you can still get on a plane today. The older the older airliners and they have the ashtrays in the seats.
1: Yeah, I mean they still even have the the like the the non-smoking light above you if you're sitting in a non-smoking seat. Yeah. It's crazy to think that the rules that they didn't have 25, 20 years ago to what they have now. It makes you wonder like how crazy the world has gotten that you didn't have these regulations then, but what has happened now makes you put in order. It's just nuts. It it's is. like The rules that we have now, what's going to happen next to make even more, you know, guidelines for you to fly? Like pretty soon, you're not even going to be able to carry a backpack on. Or when you fly, there's no such thing as luggage.
0: It's just, uh, it's unbelievable. The act was followed two days later by formation of the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States. 9-11 9-11 Commissions, as it came to be known, was charged with investigating the events that led up to September 11th. The 9-11 Commission report was released on July 22nd, 2004. It named, now I might butcher this name, Khalid Mohammed, the accused mastermind behind 9-11, the principal architect of 9-11 attacks. Mohammed led propaganda operations for Al-Qaeda from 1999 to 2001 he was captured on march 1st 2003 the use of torture included waterboarding during khalid's interrogation has received international attention in august 2019 a u.s military court judge in guantanamo bay cuba set a trial date for Mohammed and the other four men charged with plotting the 9-11 terrorist attacks to begin in 2021 it was later postponed because of COVID-19 pandemic. When I read this, I cannot believe these guys are still in prison 20 years later and haven't even been to a trial yet. We're talking 20 years later. And to be honest with you, I had no idea that this Mohammed cat even existed. I always thought Osama bin Laden was the guy. Oh, he had, he had escape goats for I, sure. I know, but they say that this guy was the architect of the whole operation. So what exactly did Osama bin Laden do? He just funded them. Okay. He used his, his family money to,
1: you know, fund the 19 hijackers to come live in the States. To, you know, live for free, but to take the flight lessons. You know, feed them, get their game plan in order. Osama bin Laden didn't have really anything to do with the plan of it other than he wanted the United States to pay. The plan commander was the Otta dude. He was on the first flight to hit the first tower. Like, he's the one that set up... If you go back and look at the the time frame of when they came to the U.S., they moved from, like, San Diego, and then the closer the time came to September 11th, the closer they moved to the surrounding airports. And it just blows my mind that the CIA and the FBI knew about, like, why are these guys moving at three-month increments and did nothing about it. And then what happened two days before uh, the 9-11 attacks, there was a guy that led the Northern Alliance in Afghanistan. He was the one that had his people like an allegiance to fight against the Taliban, the Al-Qaeda, all those guys. And two Al-Qaeda suicide bombers wanted an interview with this guy. So they snuck in as interview guys and in the camera had a bomb and killed the main dude knowing that they just took the head off the snake that would help the U.S. when we would come and invade Afghanistan. So they had this game plan, like just the small chess pieces in play before they attacked the United States. So that in reality, when it came to it, the first people that fought in Afghanistan were only the U.S. We had no supporters. Europe, Great Britain, none of those guys wanted to get involved. Even though, as being an alliance, they just attacked one of us. So if you think about it in reality, the game plan was perfect. The way they used our U.S. airplanes as missiles. Um, they took out the head leader of the only army that could fight with the U.S. at that time. In my opinion, it was brilliance,
0: and they used our land to plan it all. I mean, they lived here for a year and took our classes without questions, without any questions.
2: Have you ever been to any of the memorials?
0: I have not. So, I've never been to New York City, so uh, um, I've only been to Washington D.C. once, and that so was on junior I, high trip. I've been to all three. Okay,
2: um, oh, we were coming back from D.C. I was actually with D.G and for some reason i don't know if it was me i think it was him was like hey you want to go to the flight 93 place to try it off the highway and i was like yeah sure so we went to flight 93 memorial and it was pretty nice like they had like this big building uh, and had like TVs and all of their memorabilia and a list of everyone's name in stone and then they had like a walkway that had like the 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 path of the plane and then they have a tree uh, growing for each individual person that was on the plane. So that one was cool. And then I actually went with DG and another friend. We went to uh, New York. We went and saw the, uh, the 9-11 or the the Twin Towers. Like they have like the waterfalls in the two holes where they used to be. And then they have the One World Trade Center up. And then I think a couple of years later uh, went to D.C. again and went to the Pentagon and, like, outside of it, they have, like, benches. I think one of them facing one way were the people in the plane and the benches facing the other way were people that were in the Pentagon. And it's, like, it's it's crazy to be at all three of them. Have it, you
1: seen, the rec- like, the, the pictures of the, the Pennsylvania plane crash? Yeah, yeah, just a big old crater in the ground. There's n- nothing in existence. No. It's no debris, no nothing. A plane hitting that thing straight down, going 500 miles like m- miles per hour, and they said like two and a half to three acres
2: of the wood lines behind it is charred from yeah. the flames. You can still see like the tree line. I think I saw it went like 15 years after, so I mean that's a lot of growth, but you could still see almost where the tree line broke on, on where they like pretty much wiped out all those trees.
0: Yeah, it was it was most definitely a memorable day that we'll never forget for the rest of our lives and we'll be telling these stories to our children for I mean the years to come so I guess one last question before we wrap up here is what is one thing that will always be etched into your mind about September 11 2001
1: I mean other than like the well, uh, live content yeah
0: something that w- something that we haven't even talked about yet it'd have to be the people at the top
1: like hanging out with their white t-shirts like just Almost giving a sign of surrender, and them just leaping to their deaths because they just they can't stand it anymore. That the, the heat from that fire was just burning them alive. Yeah, and the live images of you just see a speck in the sky, just like waving in the air, and then it disappears into like the surrounding
0: buildings. The helicopters that were up there, the news channels that were doing live coverage, like. Showing these people, like you said, waving, waving the white flag out the window, just standing on the edge, is just crazy. It's just crazy to me, thinking that that was a live broadcast. Everybody in the world seen that, you know what I mean? And that's the crazy thing. You say
1: everybody in the world, like everybody in the world. At that point, an hour after those towers were hit, every country in the world had the Twin Towers on their TVs. Yep. So everybody knew we were under attack. And at some point, I mean, it happened in Pearl Harbor. They said, we believe we just, you know, woken the dragon. They, I mean, everybody in the world knew that we were going to do something about it. Yeah.
0: I think mine would be the next morning. Like when all the rumble, like they did the live broadcast the next morning and like all the rumble was still there. And like you just seen the firefighters, the police officers who survived the attack that were just worn down, like just sitting on all the fallen steel and the bricks and the concrete. And then they were just you could just tell that they were they were beat. They're fatigued like they've been up all night trying to find survivors and I think we just need, as Americans, we just need to think about all that those guys did for us that day. Like you said earlier, running up the flight of stairs to save those people while civilians, the workers in the World Trade Center were running down the that's stairs.
1: The, that's a crazy thing, too. Like, the people that were leaving the World Trade, Trade Centers were making $200,000, $300,000 a year. These firefighters. New York City firefighters. That were going into the battle. fifty k. Like it's, just, it's crazy to even think about how much courage these men and women had.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what sticks to me the most. Just seeing them photos. Like you can look them up, man. They're all over the internet. Just the pictures of the firefighters with their, their helmets off sitting there in their t-shirt with their firefighter and, pants on. And you know, on, I don't look the their skin is, their skin is literally black yeah, from the smoke. And I don't, I like the pictures. It's weird
1: because I don't see fear in their eyes. I see pride. Right. It's like they are here to do their job and to save as many people as possible. And they did
0: that. Do you know how... Now, I'm not sure about the stati- statistics, but, man, them guys, they found survivors in that rumble. There's, there are people out there that survived the tumble, the collapse of the towers. And they found them like, dude, I'm talking like in between 12 and like 36 hours later, these people are still alive. And them guys worked their asses off to find those people and not even the people that were alive. They recovered the deceased too. I mean,
1: they said it was up to like Easter of the following year. Right. They were still pulling bodies out. Uh, Another thing I would like to talk about, and it's sad, but the days after the attack, politics were put to the side. There was no left. There was no right. There was no hatred. The country was finally won. There was a video, you remember Sammy Sosa running out on the field with Italian, a tiny American yeah. flag. Yeah. Like the love. But I just want the US to be like that again. I mean it was it was awesome. It was.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Buck, I know you I was gonna bring up sports if you didn't. That's what I remember the most was uh that was in the fall we're gearing up for football season. They canceled the or they postponed that week of football. I think baseball stopped three or four days. And I, I don't know if no other sports should have been going on but yeah, they postponed that pretty much that weekend and that week of sports. And then I still remember I think the first baseball game on was a Mets game in the after in the in the evening and Mike Piazza hit a home run like on the first pitch that he got and like everybody in New York just exploded. He
1: erupted. Yeah. I'm just gonna end it with this Clay Bird, Corey with a K. K. Uh, these people. The 3,000 plus civilians that died at the towers, the first responders, EMS, fire departments, the boots on the ground, the servicemen that were, you know, stopped their daily living to enlist in the service and to go overseas and fight. I just want to thank all of you. Uh, You'll never be forgotten. This country, I know until I die, I'll never forget that day. And I don't think the three of us will
0: ever forget that day. Not for the rest of my life. I want to say the same thing to the men and women who risked their lives being in the military, fighting for our freedom, and to those who lost their lives on 9/11. You guys will never be forgotten. We'll see you guys next week. I want you all to know that America today, America today, is on bended knee in prayer for the people. Lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who
2: mourn. This nation
0: stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you! All. you and the people and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon